The Tahuga Podcast. My name is Kanae, and in this episode, I'll be discussing Yuri with one of the writers at Tahuga, Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kanae. <laughs> uh, my name is Emily. I'm a writer on the Tofugu blog. I do a bunch of stuff for Tofugu, and I like Yuri very much. So here I am to talk about it. Yeah. So, what is Yuri? Yeah. So Yuri is Japanese. Woman loving woman content or Japanese queer woman content, as in showing romantic love or relationships between women in general.、Mm. Sometimes it's there's a lot of different definitions that you can put on Yuri. Sometimes it's defined as just a story that has no men in it, regardless of if it's gay or not, <laughs> which I kind of find funny.、Mm-hmm. Um, like if you consider Yuri Yuri, for example, or other stories about girls just. Kind of having fun and not kissing each other or being、mm. gay.、Uh, if you count that as yuri, then that's probably the definition you're using. Just no men to be found. But、mm-hmm. my personal definition and the definition that I kind of see being used recently, or at least hoped for in the queer community, most often these days, is that it has to actually be gay in some way. Okay, so I don't know yuri yuri.、Um, mm-hmm. Is this like an animation series or? Yeah, it's an anime that has the word Yuri in it, so it's like、mm. the biggest. It, it's one of the most well-known quote-unquote Yuri anime out there. Although whether it's Yuri or not, so、I、there's no、really、gayness. It it's just the girls, meaning like no men at all in the series. Like, yeah, I don't think there are any men.、Mm, I, I think、see. it's just the girls.、Mm. Yeah, there are a lot of anime like that, and often if you search, if you Google Yuri anime. Mm. Those are what will come up because there aren't、mm. actually many Yuri anime that are explicitly queer and showing like、mm. actual romantic relationships between women. So often it's just there are girls in this and no men, so it must be Yuri. I see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's got Yuri in the title, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even you would think. Even. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny.、Mm. Yeah, so. Going off on more of the definition of beauty, historically, not only in Japan but also outside of it as well, there are a ton of stories that only really hint at the gayness, and、mm. the closest they ever get to each other is like gazing longingly across the room at each other and、mm-hmm. maybe like texting each other back at the end of the series, or、uh, they brush each other's fingertips, or they share a passionate hug,、uh, mm-hmm. an intense. Stare. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those scenes. I feel like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they're notorious.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, queer woman stories. That's that's what you get a lot of the time. That's the best you can hope for sometimes. But these days, happily, there are more stories where、uh, the queerness is more explicitly shown or stated,、mm-hmm. and they're not quite trying to hide it from the straight audience as much.、Um, While like feeding the queer audience those tiny little scraps that they can kind of imagine or interpret as queer on their own、mm-hmm. outside of the actual text, so yeah, basically queer baiting is becoming less common, though it's certainly still done sometimes.、Um, yeah, so queer how- baiting it was a new vocabulary to me today. <laughs>、um, I mean, it's I guess it's self-explanatory.、Mm-hmm. Is it? It well. 
if if anyone doesn't know what it means, it's kind of like if you dangle bait in front of a queer person. So <laughs> so like... technically, you do you do like even it's it's got yuri in the name too. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of queer baiting too. You think? I well. I don't want to get attacked if if maybe sometime in the many 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 episodes of Yuri Yuri there's something gay. Oh, <laughs> maybe I see. something gay happens. I'm not uh-huh. sure. Mm-hmm. I have seen a little bit of it, and it doesn't seem explicitly gay to me. No, um, but like if you dangle something in front of me and are like, mm. maybe it's gay. Yeah. <laughs> there are girls. There are a uh-huh. lot of girls in this series. Maybe it's a little gay. Yeah, but but then you don't actually do it. Mm-hmm. You just like there are just girls and they're not doing mm-hmm. anything gay. It's just that there are women there, right? <laughs> and queer, queer baiting. baiting has like kind of bad connotation to it too, right? Oh like, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. a good thing. It's not you a good thing. Do it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. yeah. So when you're trying to like define Yuri, how explicitly queer the relationship needs to be to qualify as Yuri is kind of up for debate, right? But personally, I I would rather it be like pretty clearly stated Mm. or at least shown Mm -hmm. and not just like tiny little implications or hints um which goes into like it being text and not subtext as Mm. in ideally i shouldn't need binoculars to see the gayness if you know what i mean it should just be there it should be obviously gay (laughs) please (laughs) please Please. Uh i'm begging you that's at least your definition of beauty yeah so yeah uh, we're going to talk about, I guess, the popularity of Yuri too, but I yeah. think, you know, the mainstream probably is familiar with the words BL and Yaoi, uh, mm-hmm. which tend to like get more attention. Uh, you know, those are like boys, boys love. Yeah. So that's kind of the, I don't know the definition of boys love anymore, but like, <laughs> I guess Yuri is something for like female to female uh, love relationship yeah yeah mm. the the female equivalent basically basically yeah. Yeah. it is much less popular which i'll get into later yeah we'll get into that mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah we uh-huh. sure will yeah yeah so like is this yuri pretty new genre or what's the what's the history of yuri yeah so honestly from what i found in my research it's pretty recent as a genre Mm -hmm. like within the last maybe 20 to 25 years it's had enough content in it to be called an actual genre Mm -hmm. like I said a lot of it has kind of stopped short of being gay gay (laughs) instead just kind of (laughs) splashing around in the safe shallow waters of almost gay Mm -hmm. for example romantic friendships between schoolgirls, quote-unquote romantic friendships, or gal pals Mm -hmm. (laughs) as as we say in the U.S. a lot Mm -hmm, so yeah yeah so that ambiguity has kind of made it hard to draw clear lines around it as a genre but Mm -hmm. i did find that the earliest influence on yuri might have been a literature group called class s in the early 1900s so around Mm -hmm. the time when japanese feminists were fighting for the right to vote and when girls were usually being sent to all girls schools Mm pre-world war ii which does kind of make sense with a lot of the origins of Yuri being those quote-unquote romantic friendships between schoolgirls. Gotcha. Like, if you go to an all-girls school, that's probably who you'll be forming intimate bonds with in general. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I might be stereotyping about this, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, there are still all-girls schools in Japan, and 
Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. I see some like, I guess, gal pals or maybe like <laughs> romantic relationships. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I'm for sure. Being formed, you know, in the reality too. Yeah. So it's a I good guess. place for that. Yeah. That's a good, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like old school girls being written about or something like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really popular source of. Yuri stories like mm-hmm. way more than in the US I think I see but even in these stories in the past like in the earliest Yuri stories the gay relationships were and in re- like reality uh, the gay relationships were often treated as just a phase mm-hmm. that would end at graduation right. when you graduated from your lesbianism or your queerness mm-hmm. and married a man because mm-hmm. of our good friend heteronormativity and it also, these old stories also involved a lot of senpai kohai, like mm. quote unquote sisterly, but not sisterly <laughs> relationships. I see the line of like romance and sisterhood being blurred or connected sometimes, which mm. I think can be, maybe we have that a bit too in the West, but I've, I think I've noticed it a bit more in Japanese media. I see. Um, and then people were so worried about these stories breeding queerness in girls that they were apparently banned in the 1930s. I think they were eventually unbanned, but right. I thought that was real interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. And then a later influence was something called uh, Year 24. It was mm-hmm. a group of mangaka in the 1970s. And often these stories apparently had pretty depressing endings, uh, which is pretty oh. par for the course with mm. queer media in, to be honest, in anywhere, general? I think. Yeah. In the States too? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, a, mm. there's a trope called bury your gaze. It, mm. it is a thing that happens often in queer stories where they end with the queer characters dying. Oh, I see. That's yeah. sad. It, oh, it is. You're that correct is sad. about that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like authors killing their gay characters, basically. No, <laughs> that's yeah. sad. Yeah, it happens a lot. Mm. It's getting less common these days, I think, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But apparently these stories were also notable for having some genderqueer characters too, which is good. And then also in the 70s, there was the first Yuri anime, maybe, considered by some people, called Onisamae. It said that it was mostly subtext, but with a quote-unquote lesbian tone. Right. I haven't seen it, so I can't attest to this lesbian tone. Right. <laughs> I, I, I actually saw a YouTube footage. Um, mm-hmm. it, it actually had English subtitle, too. But it wasn't like the first episode or th- anything, so I don't have any context. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It... it it was a little bit weird to me. Mm-hmm. No, not the gay, like not the gay part, gayness part or anything. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Older senpai, like girl figure, was trying to drown this girl or something. Oh, um, no. She was drowning and she got traumatized. Is what I saw. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I can tell. So, yeah. if you're interested, please watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. That does make sense because mm. some stories that were released during this time were like pretty tragic and kind of messed up and maybe don't necessarily hold up to today's standards. Right. So yeah, it, it does make sense. Yeah, it did look kind of dark. I think if you so, yeah. if you like that kind of, I actually would be 
continuing watching. <laughs> but yeah, if you like that, yeah, that kind yeah. of dark tone anime, mm-hmm. this might be your jam. Yeah, 1975, yeah. baby. Mm. Peak time for <laughs> queer media. Not at all.、Uh, So, yeah, other than that, apparently there was very little going on in Yuri besides the little scraps from the mid 70s to the mid 90s, which is a pretty long time to go without、mm. gay media. So, RIP for the people who were looking for that、mm. during that time. Right. Oh, and in these stories, many times moments between queer women or potentially queer women. Would just be used as kind of fan service or comic relief and not an actual serious plot point or bit of the story.、Um, and sometimes that definitely still happens, but I think it's getting less these days. I see. But the first、mm. really, really big Yuri anime that many people have probably heard of came out in 1997 and it's called Revolutionary Girl Utena. Woo! Right! Yeah! I started watching it for this podcast episode, <laughs> and it is very clearly gay,、mm. like surprisingly so for the time. So、mm. I'm, I'm definitely not surprised that it has continued to loom large in the minds of sapphics everywhere. Yeah.、Um, a lot、so、of people I, cosplay、mm. as Utena. Yeah. Oh, cosplay? Yeah, that's cool. Well, I, I didn't know about this series. Like, I was born in 1991, so I was、mm-hmm. six. And then I learned about series, I think, doing the research for、uh, first pronoun、uh, mm-hmm. article for Tofuku.、Yeah. You know, looking for like characters and media representations of like female speakers using like、uh, traditionally male pronouns like boku or ore. And I think、mm-hmm. Utena uses boku as the first person pronoun. Yeah, she does. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she also wears the boys' uniform in、mm. her school. I think she always wanted to become a prince instead of a princess. Like her, her role model is a man、mm-hmm. instead of a woman. But yeah, it, there is a lot of interesting gender stuff happening in there. So、mm. I would recommend it for that as well. But it's also very gay. So、yeah. a plus for that. Maybe it was marketed for more mature audience when I was kid, like a little kid. Maybe. When I was like watching Pokemon and Ceremony. <laughs>、mm. Yeah, possibly. Maybe, yeah. And then the next year, 1998, there was one called Maria Sama ga Miteru or、mm. Maria Watches Over Us. Kind of, it kind of revived the Class S style of queer women relationships from the early 1900s of like romantic friendships between classmates or schoolgirls. I watched a bit of that for、mm. this podcast as well, and it hasn't gotten explicitly、mm. gay yet,、mm. but there are definitely、uh, lesbian vibes. Was that、okay. the, 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 the thing I said before? A lesbian tone, perhaps.、Mm. I'm, I'm picking up on, on some gay vibes. So that's another one that you might watch if you want to go retro.、Mm-hmm. But overall, when talking about the history of the Yuri genre, it's kind of important to note that, like you said earlier, Yuri has been far less popular or far less pushed or supported than Yaoi or BL, which stands for boys' love.、Mm. Like, for example, there are whole entire bookshelves in Book Off dedicated、mm. specifically to BL.、Mm. Like, I don't know if you've been in there, but <laughs> there will be like an entire aisle that seems to stretch for miles, just absolutely endless off into the distance of just BL. 
uh, compared right. to like the the comically tiny UD section in the back mm. with like five or ten volumes of manga in it. Um, mm. That difference like really stood out to me every time I walked into a bookstore in Japan. It's like very egregious. But it's got like it has a sign UD and at least and it, um, there there is a dedicated section. So it depends. There are some that have dedicated sections, but mm-hmm. I usually go straight for the imprint called Yurihime that mm-hmm. has its own section, which I think is where a lot of the Yuri manga is published in Japan. I like, see. Possibly most of it. Mm. There are, I do know of some that aren't in Yurihime, but they would be like scattered across the store and you would have to like go search for them individually. I see. Yeah, I've yeah. seen a massive shelf for dedicated for BL. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll I don't remember seeing <laughs> yeah your section if you no talk about it. Yeah, they don't exist. Right, I think mm, maybe because BL is kind of marketed at you know heterosexual women yeah. too. Uh, oh yeah, that yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's. Yeah, actually, that's the main audience, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. From, yeah. from my experience of seeing mm-hmm. women who like men liking BL, yeah, I, I, right. I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. that's it, but yeah, you could use a little bit more love and, you know, uh, it, it support. It could use a lot more love and support. Yeah, please. a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more content. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Would you like to hear about some famous examples of beauty? Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I Incredible. think, yeah, Utena, uh, yeah, like the examples we've talked about, maybe some people were not familiar with it. So, yeah, let's yeah. talk about that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So, do you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a Go question ahead. about this, I guess. So, first, like, does Sailor Moon count as Yuri? <laughs> So I haven't seen Sailor Moon, so Mm. I am the wrong person to ask. But uh, for the sake of this episode, I did dig up a very grainy YouTube video of it uh, (laughs) from the 90s about Haruka and Michiru, uh, who are Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune. And it did look pretty gay. So yeah, yeah, uh, apparently the lesbian couple there or the queer woman couple is is pretty canonical mm. i'm not sure how canonical but it's there so maybe so maybe so sailor moon gets maybe from emily <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't seen it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah, i'm I, definitely mm, mm, I, like i i did watch you know i'm not watching right now so i i could go back and you know watch it again but i mm. remember it being a little gay you know when i was <laughs> little mm. yeah hey a little gay counts it's better than not gay. gay at all yeah, yeah. But i don't remember too much but yeah these two mm, being couple like partners to each other and stuff yeah 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 I feel like japanese learners like the community of like you know people who love japan outside of japan like, there are a lot of people who love Sailor Moon, so... Yeah, mm. there are a lot of people who love Sailor Moon. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is weird that I haven't seen it, frankly. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you <laughs> I thought you actually knew it, so I brought it up. But yeah, <laughs> it's got maybe from Emily. <laughs> I'll put it on my list and then come back. Yeah, and so the second one I was thinking, uh, Takarazuka. The, yeah. Yeah, so Takarazuka is like the... 
you know, uh, all-female theater group in Japan. I think they originated in Kansai. There's a place called Takarazuka and they do the, they have like male role and then female role, but they're all played by women. I guess that's not gay, necessarily. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know about not gay. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, so I'm definitely not an expert on Takarazuka. It, mm. Wow. I Just a whole episode on things I'm not an expert on, even though I am gay. <laughs> so women do play all the roles, including the male ones, which are mm-hmm. called otokoyaku. Right. But apparently the origins of it, according to my research, are kind of tied to some Mm. toxic gender norms. It was apparently founded by a man who wanted to have the members kind of model the ideal way to be a man and a woman. And Mm -hmm. so the women playing men would quote unquote know what being a man is like and then be better wives. Right. Um, So that's not great. But (laughs) over time, it seems like it became more empowering and Mm -hmm. also gayer as some of the members discovered that they actually liked only being around women wow and mm-hmm. and playing male roles and portraying romance between two women even though one is technically playing a man they are two women right. so there there seems to be some amount of historically trying to distance takarazuka members from the scandal of being associated with queerness or lesbianism so mm. the front facing image i'm not sure i'm because i wasn't raised in japan but mm-hmm. maybe the front facing image is more like empowering women to cross gender norms or mm-hmm. go against sexism which is right. also really important mm-hmm you're right, that's the kind of the main image or like simply like the, those otokoyaku, um, mm-hmm. like they they look hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Probably agreed. hotter than like, you know, <laughs> I, male, d- male roles played by men, you know. <laughs> I mean, you've got my full support on that uh-huh. one, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, but of course in reality, even if they're trying to distance themselves maybe from that association, there is a lot of fangirling involved among mm-hmm. audience members who create whole fan clubs based on their devotion to each popular Takarazuka actor. And apparently some of those actors have also embraced their homosexuality after being in the troupe. Who would have right. guessed? Um, so in that sense, it does seem to me like it's hard to argue that it's not pretty queer in there, mm. no matter what people might think, perhaps. Right. Yeah, I remember, you know, um, I remember seeing on the news, like the first uh, same sex marriage, no marriage, but partnership couple uh, mm-hmm. was like from Takarazuka. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think they got a divorce or like removal. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 You know, still, that was like an important moment, you know. Yeah. Mm. Hey, gay divorce. It happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Marriage, gay divorce. Yeah. What Mm -hmm. can you expect? Yeah. Uh Yeah. 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 So other than that, let's see. Famous examples of beauty. I, I don't think there are too many famous examples because of mm. the lack of support it gets, Aww. but um, especially historically. But there's definitely Revolutionary Girl Utena. It might mm. be the most well-known one. I have um, to a watch lot of, this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of gays online uh, still widely consider it the seminal Yuri anime, even after 20 years. So I also need to watch the whole thing. Yuri mm-hmm. Yuri, but you know. That's more implied, Yuri. Yeah. Not not exactly gay content. Mm-hmm. 
there's one called Aoihana, or Sweet Blue Flowers, that's sort of well-known-ish, maybe, if you're looking at a lot of Google mm. results. I don't know if you've heard of Citrus, but it got pretty famous a few years mm. ago. It's that's about... manga? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's manga, and it's also an anime, I think, mm. now. But it's about stepsisters, and, like, not everyone likes it. It's very controversial. Because they the stepsisters? Yeah, I think so. And oh. it's it's a little fan service-y from what I remember, or, like, mm. questionable content. So I, I don't think I would recommend that one necessarily. Mm-hmm. But the most well-known one other than those that I think of as high quality personally is called uh, Yagate Kimi ni Naru. Mm. or Bloom Into You. It even got an anime recently, which is huge because they really usually don't, which you can probably tell from the shortness of my oh, recommendations. Oh, you mean like Yuri, Yuri manga doesn't get, doesn't become, become an anime, anime often. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there aren't a ton. But Bloom Into You is really good. Um, it's more serious and dramatic mm. and it feels quite authentic, I think. And it's mm. about figuring out your sexuality as a young person. So that's that's a really good one to start good. off with. Yeah, maybe I'll check that one out. I feel like that title sounds familiar. Like, I swear I've heard it before, but then, like, there are so many manga titles that <laughs> use Kimi. So maybe oh, I'm Oh, yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll <laughs> remember to. start to blend together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll remember to check this one out. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right, so that's the famous examples. And Kimi ni naru, you would recommend it too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Bloom into you or Yagate Kimi ni naru. Yeah. Mm. And is there like less famous, but like other recommendations? Because you, I think you're like expert <laughs> in <laughs> Yuri, I, right? In- I mean, I only kind of dived into Yuri about a year ago when I was trying to oh, really? study mm. yeah really uh for the N2 I was mm-hmm. studying for the JLPT N2 right. and I was like okay how can I up my reading speed while also having a good time and my answer <laughs> was just uh-huh. read a bunch of Yuri manga pretty much all of them that I could find so I think I got through about 60 or 70 in in a few months while I was studying for the N2 and mm-hmm. also watched a wow. lot of those anime. Not enough of them, clearly, but some of them. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I wouldn't call myself an expert, actually, but big I do fan. really like it. Big fan in the last one year. Mm. <laughs> and also big gay. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it sounded like, I don't know, but the amount of amount of like beauty mania you consumed over the year, that was enough. <laughs> I do know. I yeah, do know. That's what yeah. makes you an expert, in my opinion. But yeah, <laughs> it's, I, it's I feel you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, when you're a gay woman, you really gotta dig deep for the content. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of a thing. And this is this like the you know, in terms of manga, you know, Japan's really big, right? Mm-hmm. In the manga industry, yeah. Um, so like. Yuri is something, Yuri manga, I guess. Is, is mm-hmm. it something unique in Japan or is there it's... equivalent? Yeah. Mm, in the States. Like, is there an equivalent mm. in the States? I mean, we do have a lot of graphic novels here. Graphic novels? It's, it's of... not comics, is it? 
It it kind of is. Is comics, it? I think mm. it's. I mean, it's not like a comic book, which mm-hmm. to me sounds more like superheroes and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like a book. Marvel and um, stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like a book of comic pictures, like like a manga. I, mm. Yeah, I'm looking at one right now, and it looks exactly like a manga. <laughs> so that's that's American I, stuff, like the yeah. American graphic uh, novel. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I do actually have some queer ones of those. Recently, I've been getting into it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that might be a good equivalent. I see. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of queer stuff does actually happen in the graphic novel space in the U.S. So mm. yeah, other I guess other Japanese Yuri recommendations. Yeah. Oh, you know I have them.、Mm-hmm. So, I would say that besides Revolution- Revolutionary Girl Utena and Bloomin' to You, the most universally good and extremely important and relevant LGBTQ plus manga I know of、yeah. is called Shimanami Tasogare, or、mm-hmm. Our Dreams at Dusk in、mm-hmm. English. It's not just Yuri. It's more like representation across the whole LGBTQ plus umbrella、okay. uh, with characters of of all. Identities, but there is definitely a queer woman relationship in it that is very good, and I would recommend the series to everyone because, frankly, it's a masterpiece. And okay, the most it's the most authentic queer representation I've personally ever come across in Japanese media.、Mm. So to say it again, Shimanami Tasogare, Shimanami Tasogare, or Our Dreams at Dusk. Everybody repeats. After Emily, <laughs> Shimanami Tasogare or Our Dream at Dreams at Dusk.、Hmm. Rewind so, if you need to. <laughs> is this translate like our Yuri manga or I guess Japanese manga in general? I guess I I know like popular ones like you know My Hero Academia or something like that gets translated、mm-hmm. to English. But are these stuff translated too? I think it depends on the thing.、Mm. Um, some Yuri manga is pretty obscure, so those probably aren't officially translated. But I you know, I, there are fan translations. If oh, you there are. Up,、mm. Probably, yeah. I,、mm-hmm. I did some looking.、Um, and also, if you want to practice your Japanese, then you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anime recommendations. There's. Lumen to you, of course,、uh, and then if you're looking for some good, light-hearted gay fluff,、mm. there is Asagao to Kasesan or、mm. Kasesan and the Morning Glories and Sakura Trick. Those so, two anime、mm. are very cute, light. Are these based on manga too? Perhaps I don't know about Sakura Trick, but、mm. Kasesan is、It's、based on manga. manga. Yeah,、mm. I have read them. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. You know, for starting to like, you kind of try reading and also watch anime afterwards or beforehand. Yeah, for sure.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cute, very wholesome. But for a wider selection of the good stuff besides anime, you are gonna have to get into manga. So,、mm-hmm. the top imprint for Yuri manga, as I said before, is called Yuri Hime.、Mm-hmm. It's published by Ichijinsha, and they do. Anthologies of short beauty stories, as well as the normal serialized long-running series that you can learn all about on their website.、Okay. Um, they publish Yuri Yuri and Citrus,、mm. perhaps both not the greatest representation、yeah. of Yuri,、mm-hmm. um, but they also publish a, a wider variety of stories that fall under all the different definitions of Yuri. So. 
from girls just having fun and calling themselves Yuri Yuri and not being <laughs> gay uh, to the, the fan service of Citrus to uh, what I consider to be more authentic representations of queer women in romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my personal favorites from Yuri Hime, if you would like to know them, um, one is called Sasayaku yo ni koyo utau, or Whisper Me a Love Song in English. Mm-hmm. This one I'm going to choke on the title. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't man. I can't do this one for you it's... either. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can't come to my rescue. Okay. Koshin koinu ni koibumi o. That's like a yeah, tongue twister. <laughs> it uh, yeah, yeah. It is a yeah, tongue Yeah, I was twister. practicing I was practicing saying it earlier today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I uh-huh. Oh man, thanks. Um, yeah, I don't think there's an English title, which is why I just had to choke on that. But that one's a good one. And Goodbye Dystopia is also a good one. Again, possibly some of these are not officially translated in Eng- into English, but mm-hmm. you know, you can usually find fan translations. So yeah, <laughs> if you're yeah, force yourself in the like you know manga, like just try reading it in. The oh, in text, Japanese. And, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> and you can you cheat. You can cheat. Yeah. If you don't yeah. know any Japanese, I guess you can. You have to go back. Uh, to you have to go to tohoku.com and you know, <laughs> search all that like ways to get there. <laughs> yeah, come crawling back to our products, <laughs> mm-hmm, please. Yeah. Shameless advertising. <laughs> uh, give us money. Yes. Yeah. Keep me sheltered. Okay, so. Manga recommendations outside of Yuri Hime. Mm-hmm. Again, again, I can't say it enough. Okay. <laughs> <Shimano Mitazogare. laughs> okay, repeat or, after Emily. <laughs> Everyone. Yes. Shimano Mitasogare or Our Dreams at Dusk. Um, mm. It's a very authentic feeling series of manga. It's four volumes, mm-hmm. and each one follow, follows a different um, member of the queer community. Okay. And I swear, if it was not written by a queer person, I will eat 30 hats because it feels so authentic. <laughs> well, it might be like well-researched. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> very well-researched. Very, very well-researched. Yeah. Mm. But if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, <laughs> it's that I'm on my gay knees begging you to read this. Okay. <laughs> Shimanami Tasogare. Tasogare. Mm. Yes. I'll check this one out. <laughs> Please do. Mm-hmm, and then there's also Anoko ni Kisuto Shirayurio, or mm. Kiss and White Lily for My Dearest Girl in English. It follows multiple queer female couples. So that's fun to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. There's another one called Netaigyo uh, Yuki Nikogareru. Mm-hmm. It's a top a tropical fish yearns for snow in English. It's not as explicitly gay in the beginning as I would like, but maybe it gets more <laughs> clear later. <laughs> but it's still very sweet and wholesome. So I I'll see. Take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are my recommendations. Cool. Yeah, I'll take some of that. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Yes. <laughs> like I can say that. <laughs> Beaten it into you head. yet? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, there are a lot of BL, again, you know, stuff mm-hmm. in the mainstream, but I started yeah. seeing some beauty media, too, in the ma- mainstream media. Like Netflix has, have you watched, I think it was a movie called Kanojo or Girlfriend. Um, oh, I don't it think It was I have. pretty gay. 
yeah, it sounds pretty gay. But it has a like kind of sad ending too. So <laughs> yeah, be prepared yeah. for that. But Part maybe, for the course, I tell you. Yeah, but maybe not like that devastating ending. So mm-hmm. yeah, that one was actually really graphic and stuff too. I remember. Yeah. Mm. And it's on mm. it's on Netflix, so you can watch it. Yeah, maybe I will. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of other things. Yeah, there's a reason I, it's because they don't exist. <laughs> I know. Because like I can think of many other things like for like you know Yaoi or BL. Yeah. Like yeah, especially these days, you know, there are like yeah. drama drama series mm-hmm. called Osan's Love, like you know, middle aged men. <laughs> Yeah, like sorry, man, falling in love with each other and stuff. Oh yeah, Kino nani tabeta? Like, what did you eat last, uh, yesterday? It's like mm-hmm. has been a big hit, and that's more like authentic, like gay man yeah. representation. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you hear gay in Japanese media, it's more about one mm-hmm. and also like you know, drag queen kind of culture. Yeah. Um, and no, like not like every gay person dresses like that or like acts like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, actually, very few. <laughs> so yeah, mm. yeah. I have noticed that it's very linked to a certain type of gender expression in mm-hmm. Japan. I mean, it is here too, kind of. Especially in Japan, I've noticed the the two being linked a lot. So yeah, yeah. And also on the animation side, I know Dokusei is a really 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 good gay men mm-hmm. anime okay movie. and also given is a really good anime for mm. the gay men so yeah i yeah. can think of a lot more mainstream queer content for mm-hmm. focusing on men than women yeah more female stuff too <laughs> please <laughs> please please mm. god <laughs> yeah Keep me busy. I, but i think i i I feel like I see a hope in this area too, you know. <laughs> Getting yeah. more authentic is one, uh, I think. Yeah, for sure. Mm. But just like male, male, male stuff is like still getting attention. And that's yeah, not that's equally. Good too. Yeah, that's good too, too. Got, that's good yeah. too. But We then, definitely need that as well. Yeah, but, need that yeah. kind of representation for like female relationship too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So some other interesting stuff mm-hmm. that is UD related. I was thinking because of the popularity of author pseudonyms or pen names in Japan, mm-hmm. it can be kind of hard to tell whether something was written by a man or woman or non-binary person, etc. I mean, I guess it kind of always is because you can't always tell by the name what a person's gender is or mm. ever, I suppose. But right. I think it's even harder in Japan because of the pen names and also... Mm hard or impossible to tell for sure whether it was written by a queer person. It, no matter how may, how much you may suspect, mm. especially because authors generally seem to be less, I don't know, public figure in Japan, maybe? Compared like, to the States? The sta- yeah, I think mm. so. Because in, in the author bios here, mm-hmm. there are often like a lot of details about the author's life and right. like where they live. Love dogs and, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And... and <laughs> A lot will be openly queer in their author author bios or on Instagram or social mm. media, and so you can find out. Um, right. There's actually a, a hashtag or a movement called Own Voices mm-hmm. in the U.S. or in the West um, that is like a push for more content about 
queer people written by queer people or about mm. uh, marginalized people by those specific marginalized groups, like members of those groups. So it's like people telling their own stories, basically. So mm. I, I think it's hard to tell that kind of stuff in Japan. Um, right. Because there's more privacy. It's just a different culture of outness versus closetedness and just privacy in general in Japan Mm -hmm. Um, which is relevant I think because a lot of us uh, myself included definitely decide whether to consume something or like maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit how to feel about it based on whether it was created by a queer creator or at least had some queer creators involved for the sake of like authenticity so I I think that's an important and interesting aspect of it Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Is it like only for like looking for authenticity in it, or is it also like for kind of supporting them? So it, yeah, I think it's both. I think it's mm. looking for authenticity and supporting them as people. Mm-hmm. And relating to the authenticity, for example, if it, it works with race too, especially mm-hmm. in the U.S., like if uh something was written by a non-Asian American person and mm-hmm. but the the main character is an Asian American person like that can definitely be okay mm-hmm. but like sometimes maybe it's not because the the author was trying to represent uh aspects of that experience that they don't understand mm-hmm. themselves firsthand I so see. yeah it's there is it like can be cultural, kind of complicated yeah cultural appro- appropriate uh, appropriate wait what is that word yeah. cultural <laughs> appropriation for genders and yeah and like sexuality mm. and stuff yeah sexuality, it, it can, I, I think yeah. it can everyone has a kind of a different opinion on it i think it can definitely be okay mm-hmm. but it just depends mm. yeah it's a case-by-case basis i think have you been successfully able to like identify whether the author was like gay or not not with mm. no not in japan mm. i don't think ever i see yeah, because all the authors seem to be pretty anonymous, mm. which, you know, is okay. It just means that it's a, it's a different experience overall mm. in terms of knowing who wrote it and what their experience is. Actually, I'm lying. Mm. I just remembered one. Okay. <laughs> so there's a manga called something like My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness oh, or something. Is it more like essay manga? Maybe? Yeah, it's oh yeah, no, mm. that's literally what it's called. It's called okay. My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness by mm. someone called Nagatakabi. Mm. I think that is a pseudonym, but it's marketed as her real experience and like a, a diary of her life, basically. Now, now you mention form. it, I feel like essayist, like the who sometimes it's in manga too, essay manga, manga yeah. artist. Yeah, I can see some of them being like openly gay and, you know, want to share, wanting to share their experience as a queer woman. Um, yeah. I feel like I've seen some too. Now, it's just that, yeah, that's interesting though, because like essay manga and like fictional manga, they mm-hmm. feel like different genres too in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I think they, mm. uh, yeah, I think they are. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess if you look for, Mm. essays in manga format or something or people who are drawing their own experiences or writing their own experiences mm. um, and go for nonfiction basically instead of fiction yeah. then you'll be able to find um, authors that definitely openly uh, mm. share that experience right 
it feels kind of I don't know. It might not be Yuri. I it might be Yuri. I don't know. <laughs> Did you just say those like essay manga would be qualified um, as Yuri? I mean, hmm. Maybe it's not it's, the point in, of the story, so it might depend. Though you know, like yeah, I think it mm. depends. I think my lesbian experience with loneliness. That one, mm. I would I would call it very Yuri adjacent. Because okay. I mean, it does have lesbian mm. in the title. Oh, so yeah, I see. I mean, maybe I'll give uh-huh. that one a maybe, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another interesting thing about Yudi is the topic of seinen Yudi or Yudi mm. aimed at male demographics. So often I see Yudi categorized as shonen manga or seinen mm. manga in stores and online, which seems to mean marketed at young men. Is that right? Kind oh. of. Because it's under seinen, shonen. Yeah. What, oh. what, what does that mean? Or it's more mature shonen. But there, there's also shoujo manga genre, mm-hmm. which is for <clears throat> girls, right? I, think I don't seinen, know. <laughs> seinen, I think seinen might have more like gender neutral, though it's mm-hmm. towards, okay. leaning towards mm-hmm. um, men, male adolescent. Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. Shonen is mm-hmm. shonen shoujo feel more like girl and boys. Seinen feel yeah. more like mature. It it it's got a hint of like mature audience. So mm-hmm. I would expect some like explicit <clears throat> content or something like that. Mm. Okay. In yeah. It. So if it's shonen manga, then mm. that does have like a four boys connotation yeah there especially because you know we have the opposite word uh shoujo so i can see that being boys mm-hmm. as opposed to girls i think yeah mm. i i just always was confused by that and mm. a little concerned because uh if like doesn't that kind of mean that they're Yuri manga are not really explicitly mm. or officially aiming it at queer women in the audience or like acknowledging that queer people are in the audience too and Mm -hmm. like um wanting to see themselves reflected or like read their own experience and they're just kind of like Mm. it's for the boys here you go boys kind of like sexualized lesbian kind of topics yeah 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 like Mm. fetishizing yeah i mean it's kind of the similar with bl i think um, I see. That's which the is its own topic. <laughs> yeah, reverse? I mean that's a whole other mm. can of worms, BL. But yeah, I was always just interested in that, like Yudi being categorized as shonen, because I am mm. not a shonen or a straight man of any yeah, kind, yeah. and yet here I am, you know, eyeball deep in Yudi. So I just wonder if like that's changing at all, or. If it will change gradually in the future, maybe as mm. genres and categories perhaps hopefully get a little bit more inclusive and like maybe less dependent on like gender binary related, maybe a little bit heteronormative stereotypes. Who knows? I'm interested yeah, to see. I, how it goes. I actually have to like pay more attention to like when I visit bookstores, which I don't anymore too much you know i buy books online yeah Um, but i have to pay attention to this so i didn't know yeah it's just something that i've always noticed and thought was interesting that's interesting but you know like japanese manga industry is 
kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> it is really weird, you know. Like I get advertised and like reading just random web articles, you know. Like I get advertising of like manga, and then those banners can be pretty like graphic, like sexual. Yeah. Like I don't even like buy this shit. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but, but they're aggressively showing me like these like kind of <laughs> hentai content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, right in your face. Just mm-hmm. here you go. And then the, some of it looks pretty like. Some of it looks kind of like messed up and oh, I'm uh, sure some moral. I don't know. It's like hard to <laughs> explain. <Moral questions. laughs> yeah, like like child child pornography kind of thing. Oh no! Too. Yeah, oh, like no. I don't know. Like yeah, no, yeah. I have come across a lot of questionable stuff in yeah, manga. Actually, in UD too. Right, this would be like like a no no. <laughs> oh this yeah, it should be space, a no no. You know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. It's it's upsetting sometimes. Yeah, it can yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I feel like coming from Japan, uh, the States, it's kind of a cultural shock too, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Maybe they don't think about it much, like from like different aspects. Um mm-hmm. maybe in general, like there's not enough discussions about you know like queer queer community and like how we normalize like heterosexual like society uh in japan Mm -hmm. you know kind of thing yeah i i don't know what you mean by i just didn't see i never saw it as marketed you know you didn't market it up young men yeah i guess if they're like oh who do we market this to Gay women, those don't exist. <laughs> Who else yeah, is out there? Yeah, that's messed up. Men? <laughs> I guess this is for men. Mm. Um, yeah, that's actually a, a big problem here too. Mm-hmm. More in the past than now, I think. Right. But, um, like queer women mm. being fetishized for the sake of straight men. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thumbs down. You know, like Asian woman too, like especially oh, outside yeah. of Japan. Like I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can kind of oh, yeah. relate from that point. Mm. For sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'm really glad that you found some favorite, you know, in Yuri yeah. general, as you know, some describing authentic experiences and representing queer women. Um, yeah, it is getting better. I think, especially with Bloom Into You getting an anime and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think hopefully more anime will follow in those footsteps because I would love to see more stuff like right, that right. and less stuff like the other stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's improving these days. Not quite right. as quickly as for the gay men, but uh, mm. eventually we'll get our day to shine. I mean, that's the frustration, though. Like, I always kind of question. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, there are so many male-male, like, romantic relationships. I mean, media stuff happening, and there's not much female representation. Uh, that's kind of a problem. Yeah, know? yeah. Mm. I think in the past, it was also a problem here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably because of sexism. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's related. Eventually. Mm, in Japan, Yeah. Too. Yeah, it, possibly. 
Yeah, in general, though, these days, uh, you know, especially after coming back from the States to Japan, I feel like there are more conversations about, like, gender expressions in general mm-hmm. and gender gender neutral neutralness. Yeah. I hope it's just not a trend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are more mm. of those happening in Japan now than in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so, good. So, to wrap up, do you have anything else to say? Oh, for the I do. Mm. You know I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, a quick shout out to Tumblr, where, as we all know, many, many queer people can be found spreading the good gay word. <laughs> I got a lot of really helpful research leads for this episode, actually from the queer blogs on Tumblr. So mm. thanks for pointing me in the right direction, which is, of course, the homosexual direction. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Tumblr users. Hell yeah. Yeah. Time for Wanikani ad. Please feel free to skip this part if you like. For those who are not familiar with Wanikani, Wanikani is a kanji learning platform where you can learn 2,000 kanji and more than 6,000 vocabulary items within a little over a year. And today, Emily will share her story about using Wanikani. Yeah, so I was able to read a whole bunch of Yuri manga, as I said, when I was studying for the JLPT N2. And for many, many years before that, I was using Wanikani to learn kanji. And you know what? When I was reading those manga, sometimes, believe it or not, my eyes would fall on a kanji or a vocabulary word. And do you know what? I could read it. Why? Because of all of my years using Wanikani day in and day out, even when I didn't want to, even when my <laughs> eyes were about to fall out of my head and my yeah. fingers were about to fall all, off. All was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I got to read some gay shit in its yeah. original language. So, and listen, the Wanikani mascot is the Crabigator, and I'm pretty sure I saw him at Pride this year, so you know he's an ally. So yeah. all you queer people out there, LGBTQ plus rainbow people and allies, uh, please feel free to flaunt yourself at wanikani.com. Yeah. Flaunt yourself and also your dollars. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I do think it's worth it. Yeah, it pays off at the end. Or not at the end, even in the halfway. In the middle, the beginning. <laughs> in the middle, yeah. <laughs> totally. At all junctures, it pays off. <laughs> so if you're interested in using Wanikani, the first three levels are free. So be sure to try the trial levels to see if it works for you. And if you end up really liking Wanikani, you can use our special coupon code. It gives you a 25% discount for monthly and annual subscriptions. And it is Yuri. Y-U-L-I, all uppercase, you can redeem this code until October 31st, 2022. And the discount lasts for one year. So hope you check out wanikani.com and you will enjoy learning kanji with Wanikani. Thank you for listening us talking about Yuri and hope you pick up <laughs> a book or two. Yeah. Yeah. 
Say and, gay, be gay. I'm mm-hmm. from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, A plus to the gays and the queers everywhere. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening. Thank you for listening and make sure to read Shimanami Tasogare. <laughs> yes, please do. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, see you in the next episode.